Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now, let's meet tonight's panel. Everyone and all, welcome to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Uh, we will be answering some questions and questioning some answers, and tonight's episode is going to be about the Food Network. Yes, delicious. Woo! Yes, delicious. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and meet our, our teams, um, starting with the team to my left. What is your team name? Our team name is Cum Cake Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't tell Johnny before. <laughs> uh, and let's first <laughs> joke of the show to be cum cake wars. <laughs> That's right, DJ Rip in the booth. Thank you. Uh, let's meet our individual players, starting on the far end. Uh, yeah, I'm Guy Fieri, and I'm rolling out looking out for America's greatest diners, drive-ins, and dives. Okay, thank you very much. And next to Guy, uh, I'm Guy Fieri, and this is Guy's Grocery Games. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, after Guy, uh, I'm Guy Fieri, but from the memes. <laughs> Sure, why not? All right, and let's meet our, uh, our team to, our, uh, to my right, I should say. What is our team name over here? We are the Bear-Ass Contessa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wonderful. The Cum Cake Wars versus the Bear-Ass Contessa. Okay. And what are uh, our individual names, starting on the far end? Oh, sure. I'm the Bear-Ass Contessa, but it's when What's-His-Face is out buying cheese at the market. Jeffrey. When Jeffrey's buying cheese at the market. <laughs> sure. Uh, and next to him? I'm the bare-ass Contessa, and I'm just following the pattern. <laughs> Most truthful thing I'll be saying. Because I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. And finally. My name is Sarah Magnuson. My phone number is 815-494-31, and I'm talking directly to Bobby Flay, with whom I am in love. I hope that's your, I hope that's your real phone number. I'm just going to... Yeah, is. Sarah, can you let me know if I'm going to need to bleep that out, or you're, you just hey, want that you out you know there. what? Let's walk on the wild side. Keep that shit in. Excellent. Okay, this is a very popular podcast. All right. Well, I'll, I'll say my social then. <laughs> Keep it even. All right, let's, uh, let's get our first question here for Come Cake Wars. Now, we should all be eternally grateful to the Food Network for introducing American audiences to the phenomenon of Japan's Iron Chef. The completely batshit cooking competition pitted guest restaurateurs against some of Japan's most celebrated chefs using a theme ingredient each week. Their dishes would then be judged by a panel of lunatics that usually included a fortune teller for some reason. Yeah. At, at the start of each uh, episode, Chairman Kaga, the host of the competition, would dramatically bite a raw red pepper and alluringly raise an eyebrow to the camera. But I'm sad to say Chairman Kaga wasn't actually a real chairman of anything. <gasps> no. That's right. Before Iron Chef, what was Chairman Kaga Takeshi best known for? the theme to Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> what, um, what was uh, Chairman Kaga Takeshi known for before Iron Chef? He was a model. 
I'm sorry, a model? A model, yeah. A model. Oh, oh that makes absolute sense. What, was, what were some of the products he modeled, and how was he used in the advertising campaigns? Cars. Mm. He would bite into them and raise his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> what was the tastiest car he bit into? Uh, the Honda CRV. Mm. Is there any reason? Well, that's what I bought because of him. So oh. I have a CRV. Oh. Uh, so what was the tastiest car that he bit into? And what would be, I guess, the, the most appropriate part to bite into? I, yeah, were pe- those stomach sounds? What was that? Yeah, I don't know. The, rip? I, I think, yeah, Rich is getting a little feisty in the booth. <laughs> so what is the tastiest part of a car to bite into? The tailpipe. Oh. That makes sense. Can you tell us how he pivoted into the like Iron Chef arena? Like how we became like involved in the food so industry? He, he was sort of like the the Japanese like Mr. Azuzu. Uh, and, and would you say that Or Joe Azuzu, I'm sorry, Joe Azuzu. Mr. Uh, who is that? Joe Azuzu. Just the guy <laughs> who does Azuzu? Yeah. He like did the, the commercials. Oh. I've never seen that. Yeah. I assume that Mr. Azuzu was also Japanese. No, he was, he was like an American dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. This is real. Joe okay. Azuzu is just like a dude who is in the commercials. Oh, wasn't he the guy that voted for Sarah Palin? Oh, he probably did. Joe, Joe Sixpack Azuzu. <laughs> like Joe Camel. Uh, so, also voted for Sarah Palin. Uh, so he was like, some, someone from Iron Chef saw him in an ad and they were just like, we need him. We need him. Yeah. Uh, do we think they're telling the truth? We do not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, feel, we feel that they're pretty close. He was a well-known actor doing Japanese dramas. That's pretty close. Yeah, he was a song and dance man. Yeah. Oh. The when, flair for the dramatic. He, he, absolutely, yeah. So when adaptations of Western musicals came to Japan, he was the go-to guy <gasps> for the lead. He was the original Jesus in the Japanese premiere of Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> And he was Tony in West Side Story, but he's most famous for playing Japan's first Jean Valjean in Les Mis. This is so funny because I've been praying to him every night uh-huh. for like 10 years, so that makes sense. <laughs> Why does he's that make sense? my s- Jesus. Uh, I see. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard of the man. <gasps> wow. Well, maybe, or this man. Maybe you've heard of this. Ted. Okay, well, this no, I guess not. So this is for Bear Ass Contessa. Uh-huh. One of Food Network's staple shows is Chopped. Yes. Chefs compete against each other for $10,000, and it's all hosted by former Queer Eye for the Straight Guy host, Ted Allen. Mm-hmm. Each episode, four chefs compete in three different segments, oh. appetizer, entree, and dessert. And after each segment, a chef, uh, excuse me, a chef gets chopped, oh. a.k.a. eliminated by the judges. The name. That's it's the name. my favorite show. Oh. So the twist is that the chefs don't actually know what the food they'll be working with. Isn't that fun? It's a mystery basket. It's a mystery basket. So according to host Ted Allen, though, the unaired pilot of the show was even more elaborate. It was set in a mansion. The host was a butler holding a chihuahua, and it made no sense. According to Ted Allen, in the unaired pilot, what would happen to the food of the chef that got chopped? Just like a NASCAR pit crew, DJ Rip is in and out before you even knew it. Well, so yeah, we'll give uh, 50 points to DJ Rip for, for making the show run better. Right. And you know what? I'm sorry I said that it was your stomach. <laughs> okay, what do we think here? Uh, what happened to the food on the original uh, unaired pilot of, sh- of uh, Chopped? I want to set the scene here because 
When you're on Chopped, you're not just making one meal for all three judges. You're making four meals. So four plates, because one is just the meal that is photographed. Um, the hero for shot. The flip, yeah, the hero shot. And so, Wait, is that a real term? Yeah. Like we have a, for props, you have a hero prop that's yes. the best looking prop, as opposed to ones that you use actually when you're shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now each of these judges is only taking tastes of each meal. They're not they're not completing the the meal on the plate because they would become full, and so they would be forced on screen to eat all four plates of their shitty food. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, did why did that get cut? Because it just takes so long. It's just it's so much time for a half or like I think it's like a forty minute ish show. And like when you have three different um, segments that are like I think the first round is twenty, then forty, then twenty minutes. It's just too much time to make somebody eat all four. And it's also kind of probably like an ethical concern. You can't just force feed somebody their own food. Also, like if you eat too much food, you throw up. That is true. I've done yeah, it. That is true. Jason, have you ever gotten sick from eating too much? Never. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have. <laughs> I, so you have a you have a uh, very well documented history of bowel trouble. Yeah, so. I have ulcerative colitis. And Anyone? I have bacterial colitis. Aw, what do no you one? eat too much okay. of, Jason? Uh, mostly everything. When you have ulcerative colitis, if you eat anything, you're sick. <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> can, can I ask Schlitz. a question? What was your answer? <laughs> would have to eat all four plates that they prepared. Whatever was left over, whether the judge had taken a, a taste and then left the rest, they'd have to consume all of the food the, on the, all four plates. The contestant that was chopped has to consume all chopped has to consume their own shitty yeah, meal. Just gotcha. to clarify the cum cake wars, yeah. <laughs> uh, the loser would have to eat his own crappy food. All of it. Understood. Which is a big deal. That's a lot. Four plates of food is a lot of food. Right, Jason? I mean, Correct. it's wonderful, but it's just too much sometimes. I don't know. When I cook badly, I have to finish it. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, I, no, it's I, in my house. Ha- I have to finish the I know, food I'm the if same. I don't like it. I can't know? not let food. I don't want to assume anything, but I, I don't think you're on camera. <laughs> so I feel like that might be the difference. What's the worst thing you've cooked, Elizabeth? Honestly. Wait, oh my gosh, this wasn't the worst. Um, but today, I made carbonara for the first time. Second time you brought it up today. Uh, sorry, but I did bring it, make it for the first time today. Uh, and it, the whole thing is you can't uh, make the egg get too co- mm-hmm. hot too fast or it turns into scrambled eggs on top of your yes. pasta. Ah, today I learned that there were eggs in carbonara. temper it? Is that what they say? Temper yes, it? yeah, you temper ah, it. Like a samurai sword. Water. Do we think they're telling the truth? We do not. What do you think the real answer is? They fed it to the dog. That is exactly what happened. That's right. They would be fed to the chihuahua. Yeah. I think that's a bad idea, though, isn't it? Especially if the dishes involve yeah, chocolate the or grapes. Yeah, chihuahua or... died after the pilot. <laughs> Immediately. Like, well, they, all, they were all making dog food. Oh, that was very kind of yeah. them. All right, come cake wars. We have some uh, a podcast we, within a podcast we, over here. We uh, we we were like they gave it to the dog. I'm like, oh, that's too mean. I know. I went above his head and I really destroyed that for everyone. It's my favorite show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, come cake wars. Chop pushes contestants to think on their feet based off the secret ingredients found in their baskets. Some secret ingredients, like black currants, are harmless enough, while others, like the semi-poisonous blowfish fugu, must be prepared carefully in order to avoid killing the judges. One item that will never, ever be found in any chopped basket is the fruit of the manchineel tree. What eerie nickname has been given to the fruit of the manchineel tree?
this nickname given to the fruit of the manchineal tree? So it is called skull fruit. Skull fruit. Why does it have the name of the skull fruit? Because it looks kind of like vaguely like a human skull. Oh, like Dan Aykroyd's vodka? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, just like it. Cool. Crystal skull vodka, yes. Cool. cool. Uh, so where would I know the skull fruit from? Is it like put in dishes? Like I know they don't do it in the TV show, but like in real life, mm. people must eat this, right? Yeah, you see it all over the manchineal trees. <laughs> <laughs> They're lousy with them. Could, could you name some like recipes or how it's used? Toasted skull fruit. Braised skull fruit. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those things where it like takes a really long time. You know how there's like um, there's a certain type of potato in South America that takes a really weird curing process to make it not poisonous. Is that the one you have to like cook it? If you cook it the first time, it's poisonous. Poisonous. And if you cook it the second time, it becomes delicious. Yeah, something like that. But it's a like it, it's a similar process to that. Like you'd never be able to cook it in an edible way within the time frame of chopping. So like the first. The first time you cook it, it doesn't look like a skull. Then the second time, it, it looks starts like a skull. to grow skin and hair. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Did you say a potato yeah. is poisonous? <laughs> yeah, there's some type of potato that's Holy poisonous. Holy shit! That explains a lot about your diet. Huh? Yeah, I have ulcerative colitis, and I know where it came from. Potato, that poison potato from Africa? <laughs> South, South America. America. Yeah, South America. Uh, we think they're lying. Okay. I, but I want to do a side bet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your side bet, Jason? My side bet is I bet uh-huh. my, myself uh-huh. <laughs> that they're telling the truth okay. because they're good people. I see. Okay. Oh. And if I win... Uh-huh. Then I will hug my own body. Right. That sounds nice. That sounds really nice. But if you lose, do you go to their team? If I lose, I become part of their team. Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, Well, that, as you know, would um, kind of be a problem for my writer, which. Yes, that's right. Before the show, Sarah did say, I need to be on Jason's team or I will. Quotes. Be difficult. (laughs) I mean, you can't break up the colitis corner. Yeah. So would that mean then Sarah would go to the other team? Yeah. So then it would just be all of us five on one. I'll do it. I will do five on one. Yeah. I think think that is what has to happen. The stakes have never been higher. They will. But here's the thing. I will. I will now. If that happens. The stakes. S T E A K S. Oh, very nice. Food Network. If that happens, then I will have to adjust the points accordingly. So. If it becomes five on one, Samuel will have to get five times the number of points, and the other team will have to get one fifth the number of points. Does that, that seem hey, Spencer? Yes. If uh, if they all join our team, can Rich also join our team? Uh, Rich, what do you think? Sure. Put me on board. Okay, great. Hell yeah. Okay, so that so that means Rich has fifty points already. 50, oh, that's true. He will combine his fifty points. Yeah. Wow. This game just got very interesting. Uh, so anyway, you said that you think they're lying. What do you think yes. the real answer is? There is a famous a tree slash plant that blooms only every so often, the uh-huh. corpse flower. Mm-hmm. And it stinks. They, they have one here at the Garfield Conservatory, and when it blossoms, it smells like rotting meat. Before you reveal the answer, Spencer, yes, I just want to say that Sarah and Sammy came up with that answer, and they conferred behind my back. He doesn't <laughs> eat food. And I kept looking like... How do I get back there? <laughs> right. But you just simply can't get to like your I felt like I owed something back. directly to Sammy since in the past round, I just completely fucked up Sammy's situation mm. and then lost the points for him. So it was truly, this is all my fault. And since I am taking all the fault, I feel like maybe one or two points should go to me, a humble person. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll give 10 points to your team. Thank you, Spencer. Um, but... Uh, 
they, they were lying, which means Jason and Sarah will be changing teams. <laughs> so, so, Sammy, you have 20 points to currently. Good for you, Good for you uh, Sammy. So the, the fruit of the mansion yule tree is often called the apple of death, manzanilla de la muerte. Uh, so, yeah, uh, eating the fruit will blister your mouth and cause your throat to close up, and even just breathing the sawdust could poison you. Then doesn't that not count as food, then? I mean, Jesus. I never, I never said it was. It was just the, the fruit oh, of the tree. Okay, sure. so Sammy's moving t- <laughs> to a, a little table by himself. Okay, very very smart. I was wondering how we were going to do this. I, okay. I want to just point out something real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, the answer was the apple of death. Sure. And my new team's answer, the cumbaggers. I don't know what their <laughs> name is. The, the cum, cum cake wars. <laughs> um, you want, uh, let's go ahead and move this table over uh, so you can... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that way you guys can talk to each other and Sammy can't hear anything. Um, the answer was apple of death. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when this is the process of death is uh, you die, mm-hmm. then so, you, yeah. you become, if you don't get cremated, you become buried and you're just a dead human inside of ground. And then your skin goes away and you become skeleton in ground. You do. What is the top of a skeleton? A skull. Uh-huh. So what I'm trying to Jason say is... Jason wants to go back to the other team. <laughs> <laughs> With every second that passes, I know Sammy's going to win. It's <laughs> very interesting. Hold on. I'm on this team now, so we're clearly going to yeah, win. We, got, we just got 50 points from Rich joining us. Oh, that's team. true. Thank you for reminding me. Okay, we're great. Cruising. You're welcome. Which also means since you have six members now, your score will be one-sixth. Uh, moving, moving forward, any points you get will be one-sixth. Okay. And any points Sammy gets moving forward will be times six. Okay. I don't know if that's um, really how it, how it should work or not. Does I don't it, think so. Do you don't think so? <laughs> no. Yeah. Did it, if I do that, will it make Sammy win no matter what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's not, I'll figure out what I'm going to do, and yeah. we'll, I'll get back to you. Cool. Okay. Uh, Rich, I don't know how you're going to chime in exactly, but you are on the team, so I'm going to need you to, to confer with your team at some point somehow. I can whisper. <laughs> <laughs> Over the god mic. Okay, I love it. Uh, all right, let's move on to, uh, this is a question for Bear Ask Contessa, uh, which is Sammy's name now. <laughs> Uh, here's a question about you, Sammy. Uh, Anna Garten, or the Barefoot Contessa, if you nasty, is without a doubt the classiest of the Food Network stars. Anna cooks like the rich, nice grandma you never had, and the way she talks about her husband, Jeffrey, makes me wonder if I ever really knew what love was. Anyway, <laughs> Anna Garten wasn't always a TV chef. Oh, my God. What high-powered job did Anna Garten have prior to becoming the Barefoot Contessa? Spencer, uh, Sammy's conferring with the audience, uh, and I think that is a violation, and he should be ducked some, some points for that. This isn't the this is, right over here. This is so far my... F- we've done the show for almost two years. This is maybe going to be my favorite episode yet. Almost two We've got Rich running back and forth from the booth to confer with his team, and Sammy is now playing with audience members. I'm going to give Sammy some points for the ingenuity. Good for you, Sammy. I'm happy. I'm rooting for you, Sammy. Okay, Whoa! So. Come on! I met him through team. this show. He's my brother in this, all, and I support you, brother. All the people who've never seen the show are like, what the fuck? This is, <laughs> this is truly, truly amazing. Rich, um, if you're going to take photos, get my good side, please. Like, okay, let's go over the question again, uh, Barras Contessa. What, what high-powered job did Ina Garten have prior to becoming the Barefoot Contessa? It was, it was a double whammy. Uh, first of all, she was Paula Dean's assistant. That's how she began her rise. Uh, and prior to that, if we're looking for the, her muggle job, she was a political consultant. Political mm. consultant and Paula Dean assistant. Okay, thank you. So she was like the, the food version of Kim Kardashian? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, so can, horrible to say uh, about Ina Garten. <laughs> 
And just, it's, I'm amazed you know that fact. Uh, for, who was Kim Kardashian? Who was, she was assistant for yeah, someone. Yeah, Paris Hilton. Wow, Johnny, yeah. that is very astute for you. Can we get some points for that, please, <laughs> That Spencer? song is an extremely <laughs> good song. It's ass. <laughs> Great song. Um, so you're saying that that was her high-powered history was being an assistant? <laughs> Don't you care about women, Sammy? Fair, fair, fair. Uh, 100% of my team, garbage. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know if we were going to talk about her muggle job or her regular job. So her muggle job was she was a political consultant. That's a very high-powered, powerful job. For whom? Or, or at least which party she yeah. was apolitical it's for money mm. fair enough we don't like that in these and parts. then you know paula dean's like hey i need some consultant because i said some crappy stuff mm. she just do that that's true that is very is true. paula dean the butter gal yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. the racist the butter racist gal, butter gal. <laughs> okay. the racist butter gal everyone who cooks Come. in restaurants is a butter gal but she's the racist butter gal <laughs> okay not to be confused with my mother who's the lightly racist butter gal <laughs> Florida. <laughs> yeah. low, low, low fat, if you will. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do we think um, Sammy and the audience are telling the truth? I think it's a half truth. You think it's a half truth? She did work in politics. Okay. In oh. fact, you and I discussed it briefly backstage, and you refused to tell me if it was a question or not. I applaud you for holding firm against me because I am very pushy. Yeah, you are. I'm really, I would never I'm say that. I'm a real pain in the ass, and I know it. She did work in politics. She was like kind of a heavy hitter in D.C., she didn't give a shit about Paula Dean. Good Lord, Paula got in her own goddamn mess. <laughs> so yeah, how much wine have you had so far? I, this is I only all I had for lunch was fucking <laughs> scrambled eggs, dude. Like, this is not carbonara. <laughs> yeah, I only had two wine. This is like it's, not even my second wine. Did you have? It's been a long day. Did you have scrambled eggs because your carbonara was made incorrectly? I said no. That I too. had scrambled eggs. Some broke as shit. You <laughs> asshole. <laughs> All right, let's find there the answer. There was pancetta, and I'm not that broke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, she wrote the nuclear energy budget and policy oh. papers on nuclear centrifuge plants Turned for on. Presidents Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter. Gerald Ford. Her husband is, is a professor. I'm sorry? Jeffrey is a professor. Jeffrey's a professor. Yeah. Of what? Uh, college. You know, <laughs> you know forget you know, Instagram husband. <laughs> Who's uh, Jeffrey? Her husband. Her husband. Oh. He's, but he's definitely, she's his beard. There's no way that's not true. James Beard. Oh, I was gonna oh! say. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I gotta figure out how many. How, boy, I really don't know how I'm gonna do these points. This is really throwing a wrench in my my whole thing. Um, let's let's move on for now though. Uh, this is a question for Cumcake Wars. All all six of you. God damn it, that name. Uh, Jamie Oliver is another Food Network star with his baby face and charming British accent. Mm. It's no one of the kids love him. This guy's a star. He sucks ass. Yeah. <laughs> He sucks arse. Isn't he like the most, he's like so like. He's like teen YouTuber now, like way in advance. He was just way ahead of the curve. We met, you seem so doubtful that he's a star. What strikes you is that he can't be a star? This guy looks His like, the, this guy looks like the current, like you know how in the 80s, like the bad guys in movies were like, you know, they wore sweaters around their neck and they're like blonde haired. Mm, yeah. This guy looks like the current version of that. <laughs> this this just guy. like super asshole. <laughs> This guy looks like he auditioned for Steve from Blue's Clues, but was rejected for being too beefy. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does. Oh, my God. I just think he looks really like, overwhelmingly British. So yeah, I'm I mean, like, this he... guy for sure like, drew penises on his textbooks in high school. Okay, like, let's not hate on that. <laughs> what did you... Sarah's got a past. Do you identify with that, Sarah? Yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> this guy hung out with... <laughs> Hung out with Dudley Dursley. <laughs> Didn't he try to get the, the community rec center torn down, too? <laughs> All right. 
Anyway, no, this is a very nice man, and he is involved in several charities, many that try to teach kids how to cook, uh, push for healthier food at schools, and assist with dyslexia. He sounds like a nice guy. It, he does sound like a nice guy. Now, you may be wondering, why uh, dyslexia? Well, it's because Jamie Oliver uh, has severe dyslexia, but he did manage to read his first book at the age of 38. <gasps> oh, What oh, was the first book that Jamie Oliver read at age 38? This is at least the second time he's used the song. This is really hard to communicate. To see, so I, I think Sammy needs to cover his ears. A reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. All right, what do we think here? What was the first book that Jamie Oliver read at age 38? That's kind of sexy. Do the sexy answer. <laughs> Harry Potter. Can you be more sexy specific? And the Sorcerer's Stone. And the Philosopher's oh, yep. Stone. Oh, because it's, he's British. you know, over he there. Is exceedingly British. Very Hardy good. Porter. All right. Uh, why do you think it was, what drew him to Harry Potter? Literally actually... any bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's still, even if you have, if you have severe dys- dyslexia, that'd be pretty hard for him to read still, right? Especially with all the made-up Latin words in it. It's easier than the joy of cooking. <laughs> is it? I, I mean, yeah, there's all those French words stuff in there. Happening. You know? What's it's helpful like about Harry Potter is because it's so accessible to people, literally so many languages all over the world. There's also audiobooks, so you can test your own writing against what you listen to. So it's like a two-part situation where you can check your own work, so to speak. So it's almost like a learning experience for Jamie Oliver. Right, now, I know, uh, Peter, you're a big fan of the British. As of it, course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've covered this in previous This is an podcast. established His fact wife is the, Lizzie. the canon of the show. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'd like to hear you read uh, from memory some passages from Harry Potter as Jamie Oliver. Oh, as Jamie Oliver. Uh... I was going to do something very insensitive, but I won't. Which, uh, <laughs> Come on, Nappy. Well, I, Can I, I get some points for being kind to dyslexic people? Yes, I, I applaud you for, for taking the higher road. Thank it's you. Uh, the boy thing. who lived. Uh, the Dursleys lived on number four, Privet Drive, uh, which is a very... Uh, that's the end of my knowledge. Well, there. I'm uh, honestly but, surprised you even got that far. Wow. I was hoping for a British accent, but I guess not. What the fuck? I'm sorry, I'm sorry I forgot. Boy! Boy! I forgot that I was supposed to be in character <laughs> as Jamie Oliver. The boy who lived. Don't, I think, oh, I think the Dursleys lived on number four, Privet Drive. I've made a huge mistake tonight. Oi, oi. By letting hey. this happen. All right. <laughs> oh, First of all, I always want to applaud Elizabeth because I love that. Uh-huh. We love it's, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Uh, audition for... Um, uh, 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 what's the one with orphans? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oliver uh, Twist. Yeah, audition for Oliver Twist. Uh. Jamie Oliver Twist. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Oh God, God. yes. Okay, uh, you made a big not... mistake here tonight, bruv. <laughs> hey, hey, Spencer. Yes. Can I tell a quick story? Sure. Let's. <laughs> let's. Yeah. Let's. Let's do that, Jason. Christ help us all. <laughs> uh, when I was uh, very young, before I knew how to read, and it took me longer to know how to read because I don't care. <laughs> When I was young, um, my brother, he cared a lot about uh, being smart. And so he's like, he was older than me by two and a half years, and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to read. And I was like, whatever. So what he did was he just kept reading this one book to me over and over again. (laughs) And so I told him I learned how to read it, but really I just memorized what he was saying and then just 
recited it back to him, and he was like, great job. And he's like, go show mom. So I went into my ma's room, and she was trying to sleep. <laughs> and I was like, ma, I know how to read. And she's like, read me a book. So I read her the book, but all I did was just recite. Years later, I told my mom that I didn't know how to read, and she's like, I know. <laughs> First of all, Eileen is an incredible woman. She really is. And your brother, who's so smart, named his beautiful daughter Gersha. No. Gosha? (laughs) Well, her name is technically Margaret, but they call her Gosha because it's a Polish thing. I don't know. I'm not Polish. I'm I'm sorry. Can we get back to the... How did your mom know that you were... Because moms... Because moms know. Moms know. That was what I was going to say before I was rudely interrupted. (laughs) Wow. My niece is awesome. Hello, Um, Eileen. Uh, moms always know. That's the moral of the story is moms always know. If you have them, love them. If you hate them, <laughs> do your thing. Okay, thank you, J- Jason. Um, yeah, do we think they're telling the truth? Was it Harry Potter and oh, the Philosopher's Stone? Oh, man, this is tough because I literally thought, I consulted with my team, uh-huh. and we thought the same thing. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say, just by, there are so many books in the world, I'm going to say it's a lie to play the odds. Oh, I like it. But, however, I do think he's telling the truth about his story. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lie of Harry Potter and truth about and your And, Spencer... Can I, can I make a side bet? What's your side bet? If Sammy is right, I will join his team. Okay. But, and if, if Sammy is right, and if Jason joins the team as per my writer... Right. You I have must, to join it as well. Yes, or it's I will Spencer. be very difficult. Yes, Peter. Can I go to the bar and get another beer? Yes, you can do that. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Spencer. I, I want to be surprised when I come back. Yes, so. yes DJ Rip. Uh, can I take Peter's place as yes. soon as yes. I get the music cue? Yes you, yes, you can. Spencer, yes. I would like to add that uh, when I come back, if Rich is in my seat, I get to go in the booth. Ah, uh, yes. And I will preface this by saying I have no idea what's in that booth. Like, I don't know how any of the buttons or knobs work, but I'm going to do it. Here's, what, here's the main thing you need to know. I will tell you what question we're on, and you will click the song for that question. I'll try my okay. best. <laughs> All right. Sounds like things just got interesting. They, yeah, they just got interesting. Get me half a wine. Get Sarah half a wine. I'll take a Schlitz. Okay. Wow. Well, Peter is a. Don't we have a server that could do this? Mama's had a long week, and it's only once. Uh, okay. So, same you said. Harry Jason Potter's was telling the truth, and Harry Potter's a lie. If that's a lie, then I what's think the... it's a little prince. If I'm just going to be on my own fucking team for a second, you're not going to be. <laughs> oh, okay. Honey. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hate my life. What is the real answer if Harry Potter is fake? The real answer would be, oh, uh, the girl on the train. The, oh, my God, that's complicated. That's not even the title. Do we, do we, <laughs> oh, what? and the audience is like, idiot. What? Why would you read a sequel to an original first? It's like seeing, oh, I've seen The Godfather 2 first. Okay. The Godfather. Uh, n- the yeah, God- no. It was uh, Catching Fire, the second book of the Hunger Games trilogy. I don't respect this man. Don't know why he chose to do that. Okay, so that means we're going to shift around a little bit. So now. Am uh, I on Sammy's team again? Yeah, so Sammy, Peter, and Sarah on the same team. (laughs) No, 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 Jason. Excuse me, Jason, Sarah, and Sammy. Peter's in the booth now, and and Rich is on stage. Thank God our national nightmare is over. (laughs) Well, you say that now. (laughs) All right. Uh, technically, since since the since those two, uh, what what are our names on the audience? I'm helping Sammy, uh, Jim. Jim, and Lisa. Don't worry, I'm not gonna bring on stage. But because Jim and Lisa were kind of they're, they're sort we of grandfathered, they're grandfathered into being on your team, so you're still on this team. So now this team's gonna get one fifth the number of points, and this team gets 
three, three, oh something. Because oh you're not. That is, that is a half four point. Okay. You you're in the booth now, Peter. Rich is not in my chair, which I said was the rule. So oh, that is true. But Rich still said he wanted to be on the team. So Rich is still on our team. Okay. I'm still on the team. Okay, great. I'm this gonna makes... buy things at Whole Foods after this. That I'm Am I on com- Comebaggers or the Bear guy? <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're the you're, Bear. You're, you're the Bear ass Contessa. Oh, that's uh, right. No one would let me say the Bear Back Contessa. The Bear Back Contessa. <laughs> hey, what was the <laughs> what was the answer to the last question? <laughs> oh, uh, the second Hunger Games book. Uh, with the second one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, Peter. I'll Venmo you. Okay. Please question. don't. You've made it very clear you're so broke. <laughs> <laughs> this is a question for Barras Contessa. We will get through this. Man of the people and aspiring poet, Bobby Flay once said, quote, I probably use my chef's knives more than any other tool in the kitchen. I'm not married to a particular brand because they all work. They all have sharp blades. That's nice, Bobby, but not all knives are created equal. So true. When King Tutankhamun's burial chamber was found in the 1920s, a knife was found near his body. What was King Tut's knife made out of? All right, bareback Contessa. Or bear ass contessa, whichever you prefer. Bear back. Before we, <laughs> yeah, me too. Before we give the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jason. Before this we give is, the answer. This is Bobby Flay. This is B- yes. Bobby Flay oh, made that quote. Yes, this is the guy that Sarah wants to give her number to. <laughs> yes, it more is. than that. <laughs> okay, so you remember when I said that the other guy looked like the current version of the guy from the 80s movies with the sweaters? You sure. have to hear how he talks about peppers. <laughs> this, is the, this is the guy from the 80s movie. Just He's a grown-up man. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. That guy sucks. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I think he is a bully, probably. He was definitely in Cobra mm-hmm. Kai. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had a show where he would uh, just go into people's restaurants and just be like, hey, fuck you, I'm challenging you to, f- to a, a f- like a cook-off right well, not now. Not only a cook-off, it's, it's your restaurant specialty, it's your specialty. And I'm going to destroy you. What I love about <laughs> Beat... And it's like, what? If I may, what I love about Beat Bobby Flay is that it's an anonymous judgment of two dishes, but... Bobby Flay will always put a pepper in something where it does not belong. So if you're eating like oatmeal and a pepper's in there, it's like this is no longer anonymous. This person would never if their specialty is oatmeal, there's not gonna be a pepper in there. It's Bobby Flay's dish and it's It's his calling card. Super crazy, and I just love him so much. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's get back on topic here. What was King Tut's knife made out of? Uh, it was very it was very contentious over here, but by a vote of three to two. <laughs> <laughs> sure, the people on the stage versus the people in the audience. We, we went with a bone knife. A bone knife. Uh, over, Just a, for my a, own... over a feces knife. A feces right. knife. What? Which is a knife specifically for for defeceing a, uh, yeah, a, a rabbit. What, uh, I know about that because I have ulcerative colitis. <laughs> Mine is bacterial. <laughs> what animal were these bones from? Oh, that is a great question. Thank Raccoons. Oh, hmm? rock hard. What, so Sarah said raccoons. You oh, know, those famous, yeah. famous Egyptian raccoons. Where in the raccoon was the bone? Yeah, we all know. Just a blend. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I no longer am answering this question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hardest and largest bone of the raccoon, the hip The penis. The, oh. <laughs> they're known. Someone had to say it, right? <laughs> It was going to be. Can Jason penis. get some points for that? For saying penis? Or, yeah, for just, you know. Sure. Oh, so we're, we're all around a dumpster. Wait, you know what I'm up to. 
Sure, I'll give you yeah, one fifth of the points I would have given you normally. If we're doing uh, penis jokes, uh, I had a good pun from earlier that I'd like to repeat for the Please audience. Do. That was um, diners, drive ins, and dick. Thank you. Now, I'm going to push a back a little pun. bit. Is that a good pun? I would say. <laughs> no, Spencer. Yes. It's, okay. it's a slant Wait, pun. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I said first two beat Bobby Flay off. Beat Bobby Flay off is good. That is good. I will give you some, some two more points for that. Hey, Peter. Thank you. Are we lying? <laughs> uh, yeah, they are lying. They're lying. It's not a bone knife. Uh, it's specifically not a raccoon penis. <laughs> bone knife. Sure, uh, I think that's fair. Uh, uh, it was a a gold knife, which is not a good knife for cutting. But you know, he was the pharaoh, so it was a guessing. ceremonial, decorative knife. Sure, Peter, you made the fatal mistake on this show. It's a good answer. It's too good an answer. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, oh. because Peter. it was actually a meteorite. <laughs> hell? Yeah, after it was analyzed, Italian and Egyptian archaeologists discovered that King Tut's knife was made from a meteor. Yeah. Sounds like Sarah should be so giving her hot. number Spencer, to King that Tut. That knife was out of this Bobby. world. Oh, Very good. Very I'm, good. I want it to be Bobby, honestly. Okay, I'm just kind of just giving out points but we know. I mean, that Mesa, it was a whole experience. <laughs> Don't uh, really know what I'm doing here. A whole experience. Can, hey, H-O-L-P. Spencer? Yes, Rip. I know this goes against my team, but can Sarah get some points for being the horniest person ever on the show? Oh my uh, God, yes, please. Is that objectively true? I've oh, been at every single one of these shows but one. And if you're asking me, yes. Okay, fair enough. All right. There's a man hey, in this room I've rubbed, my, I've rubbed my boob on so that he would give me a ride home. So, yes, I am the horniest girl okay, I'll in give this you, room. I'll give you one-fifth of 69 points. Thank you so much. Hey, Spencer, can Rich in the booth nice. get some God. points for actually be? being the horniest person on the show? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to push it, but, uh, yeah, sure. Oh, All right, so then I'll give you collectively two-fifths of 69 points. Okay. Nice. Good. Nice, thank you. All right, we are making our way to the end of the, the game slowly but surely. Come Cake Wars. One of the biggest stars to come out of the Food Network is Emeril Lagasse. He's a jovial fella who had fun when he cooked, so audiences love to watch him, especially when he kicked things up a notch with his catchphrase, BAM! However, oh. Emeril didn't make BAM famous, Batman did. From 1966 to 1969, Adam West's nice. Bat- <laughs> Batman fought villains in a very campy style. Every punch and kick was covered by superimposed bright letters saying bam, pow, and zonk. Though one of the most remembered things about the Batman TV show, it only lasted one season. Why did they get rid of the bam? Why do they get rid of the BAM? <laughs> um, uh, so, um, as we all know, uh, letters have different meanings in different contexts. <laughs> yes, that is how words work. <laughs> and you can fi- thank the Phoenicians Sammy, can you argue it that way, or are you laughing? I'm just laughing because I'm like, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So, well, some might look at B-A-M and say, there's a super villain getting their due. Uh, uh-huh. Others might look at it in 1962, I believe. No. Nine? Yes. Nice. Nice. Uh, nice. In the 60s, they would say, oh, wait, B-A-M, that's an acronym that we all are wary of and has other meanings. Get this out of our kids' literature. So that was And so, well, well, I, obligatorily, what, what does it stand for? <laughs> You, uh, you, yeah. I think we can each have an say one. Yeah. I, we can each say yeah, we'll one. one at a time. We can each say one at a time. Yeah. All four of you? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, great. Where are we starting? 
Peter. Peter, great. Bad. Ass. Men. Fucker. <laughs> yeah, also, Sarah's it. not yeah. on their team, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just defa- de- 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 defect to their team, Sarah? No, because that would be against my writer. Okay, I, I, I agree. Uh, so you believe it stands for badass men fucker? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, so, as you can tell, not appropriate for children. No. But but no. for all the other, uh, they put up the effects like you'd punch someone and go bam, or go biff, or zap, or pow. Couldn't all of these be made into dirty words? So but they like, weren't. Pow. They they weren't. But they, they all. But I, mean, I mean, we can right now because we are expert comedians. So sure. if you would like one us at a time. to, one yeah. at a time. Uh, Peter, only. What? <laughs> I'm not even sure what word that was. Fairly, fairly dirty. Biff. Bad. I'm. Fuck. Fuck. Goose. <laughs> 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 all right. Keep them coming. We should do this all night, baby. Yeah, we're hitting pay dirt with this one. Thwap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we, we spoke of here. We agree that uh-huh. that, that was uh, what the reason it was taken out. Here's a fun fact. So you, you agree that was because it was an acronym for some naughty... It, it could be read as an acronym for sure. something else. Yes. Okay. Uh, Adam West and Frank Gorshin, who played the Riddler, were kicked out of an orgy because they refused to be themselves. They kept acting as Batman and the Riddler at the orgy. That's funny. Who among us? <laughs> um, no, they were lying. Uh, it was actually because of budgetary issues. For the it was, license? It was expensive to superimpose those words over every kick and punch, so they just did the sound effect for That's season two and three. That's fascinating, and I love that. Mm-hmm. So we won that one. You did win that one, and you get... Three, one fourth. One, one four, who, who has how many points? Who has how many teammates? <laughs> oh, boy. This is tough. Let me um, see what's going on here. All right. Enough beating around the bush. I know why oh. you're all here. The, the theme says Food Network, but if the theme was the Chicago Bulls, we wouldn't want to hear questions about Kirk Heinrich. We'd want to hear questions about Michael goddamn Jordan. <laughs> and the Michael Jordan of the Food Network is Kirk Dr. Hank. Eat Good himself, Mr. Guy Ramsey Ferry, a.k.a. Tex Wasabi, a.k.a. Guy Fieri. Tex Wasabi. That's right. Now, you don't need me to tell you how hard Guy rules, but I will anyway. Guy rules hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Batarang in Guy's tool belt is probably his signature condiment, donkey sauce. Mm. How... Oh, I'm sorry. This is a uh, question for Bear asking Tessa. Uh, how did Guy Fieri's donkey sauce get its name? Donkey sauce. My name is... for this to be the full song. <laughs> it's not, but be prepared, because one day it will, will. be. <laughs> this is, uh, that was the first CD I ever owned, was Kid Rock's Devil Out of Cause. Uh, hell yeah. Hell Sarah, yeah. with no hesitation, knew the answer, so okay. I'm going to hand it off to our Food Network experts. But, before we do that, I have a question for you, Spencer. <laughs> yes, Jason. <laughs> Who wrote this question? Uh, this question was written by Connor Doyle. One yeah. of our, one Connor! Of our, Disrespe- May I just say hello, Kirk. Connor Doyle? I love you. Hello, Janine Doyle. I love you mm, physically they, they, so much. They don't and then, to the show. hello, Con- little dog. Connor, if you're listening, Sarah's pretty drunk. <laughs> Connor, this is the only way you know me. And Connor, don't disrespect Captain Kirk, okay? Who's team is Connor on now? Respectful as hell. Janine gets a little nasty when she's drunk, which we love. Anyway, our answer, please. <laughs> Considering the only people that know who these people are. Because it kicks ass. 
it's Woo! called donkey sauce because it kicks ass. Okay, Absolutely. Great. Are you kidding Rich, me? Rich, can you go ahead and get some scrambled eggs from the bar, please, so we can <laughs> yes, feed Sarah? Pancetta, or I'm not going to eat it because I'm Actually, in honor of Guy Fieri, I don't think eggs should poor. be allowed because he dislikes eggs. Oh, Guy, guy dislikes eggs. He famously he does, dislikes he eggs. And I was the first person on this stage to say that, so if you're giving them the points, Spencer, you I You severely that. overestimate how um, nice I am. Spencer... <laughs> I believe in you and I love yeah, you. Spencer, I think I it's important it. for the audience and uh, the listeners to know that I have a Dungeons and Dragons character who's based off of Guy Fieri. <laughs> it is important to know. Uh, can you provide any more details? Uh, yeah, his name is Sir John Garlic, uh, which is, of course, named after Johnny Garlic. Is that the guy restaurant. in our campaign? No. Um, my no. name is Ernie Wonderful, and I am. We cannot talk about multiple D&D campaigns tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we think that's on the truth? Is it because donkey sauce kicks ass? Uh, we think it's close uh, to the truth. It's truth adjacent, but that it kicks like a donkey. Fuck oh. off. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but also, thank you for my wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's actually from a Carnival Cruise cook who didn't know what the word jackass meant. What? That's so, embarrassing, and I hate this. Oh, is it embarrassing? For Bobby Flay? Bobby Flay? Where did no, Bobby Flay I, come this from? This is Guy Fieri. I can't stop thinking she about it. No, 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 no. They're all the same. Let me, let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. So <laughs> Guy was working as a chef for Carnival Cruises, and he told one of his coworkers that his sauce was so good that he, quote, had to put the sauce on the burger or you're a jackass. This other chef wasn't a native English speaker and asked Guy what jackass meant, and when Guy told him it meant donkey, the dude said, oh, so it's donkey sauce? So there we go. Now I'm we got so uh, happy I was half right. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. kind of how the that DNCE song "Cake by the Ocean" got its name. <laughs> go go ahead. Yeah, one of the one of the like other people in the band or the producer or something was from like Sweden or somewhere, mm-hmm. and they misremembered the phrase uh, "sex on the beach" oh, as sure. "cake by the ocean." <laughs> and that cake. song is oh, great. It is a good so song. Funny. Thank you. It's Thank less you. messy to eat a cake by the ocean. It sure. is. Um, thankfully, we've reached our penultimate question, which means we only have, <laughs> only have two more to go. All right. Spencer, com- I think you deserve some points for knowing the, word, the word penultimate. Yeah, they Chop up the comp pie at the Whole Foods. Okay, cum cake wars. If you thought we were done with Guy Fieri questions, then you're about to get donkey slapped or a kosher meat hole, brother. <laughs> Guys, and just a chef, he also has a rocking collection of exotic cars. In addition to having some kick-ass vanity plates, these are real vanity plates, Live Fast, Black Truffle, and Food Fights... <laughs> Food fight, F-Y-T, food fights. Of course. This collection has also resulted in some scares for Guy. Namely, when one of his most prized cars, a banana yellow 2008 Lamborghini Gallardo, was stolen in 2011. Where was Guy Fieri's, excuse me, Guy Fieri's Thank you. stolen Lamborghini eventually recovered? And I'm headed out west because I want to be a cowboy, baby. With a top Where was Guy's Lamborghini eventually recovered? Jay Leno's garage. Jay Leno's garage. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for thinking so, Sarah. More so than the audience. The most most supportive person is on our team for your team. Sarah's loving this. Uh, So they recovered it in Jay Leno's garage. So can you explain how that came to be? Yeah, so it was stolen by someone. uh, And they, they went and put it up for sale. And Jay Leno, also a famous collector of cars... Uh, bought it 
not knowing that it was stolen. Do you know any other famous collectors of cars? Jerry Seinfeld. That was who I was fishing for, so thank you, honestly. (laughs) Is that why he does the show in the cars? Mm -hmm. I think so. Because he's like, please, I gotta get my cars on screen. Please, I'm relevant. I didn't fuck that fucking 17-year-old girl. (laughs) When when Elizabeth did The Young British Child earlier, I was so tickled. I would love to hear Elizabeth be Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Listen up. I was playing a character based on me, but you can't hold me accountable for if you like your show or not, because it was sounds, pretend, see? That honestly sounds like Jerry Seinfeld to me. Can't hold me accountable 100%. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm doing a show with Jerry Seinfeld. It's amazing. Yeah. What a dream. My dad would to the listeners, Jerry Seinfeld just walked in from backstage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very I did not get What is the deal with the Mission Theater? Uh, uh, we think uh, that they are lying. Uh, okay. Sarah had the answer. Straight, straight from her cups. What was the name? What was the answer? Flavor Town. <laughs> <laughs> the Lamborghini was recovered in Flavor Town. I'm it's so next to sorry. <laughs> Uh, it's been two days. So they stole it and just parked it where they found it? Yeah, they, they moved it to a different spot. That's a very funny answer, which I will... It's probably Nevada. It's probably Nevada. I, well, I call it Nevada flavor town, personally. Um, so it was found in a 17-year-old high school student's storage unit. What? So here, oh, that's rad as hell. So here's another story for, uh, for us. In 2011, a then 16-year-old high schooler named Max Wade rappelled down the side of the car dealership where a guy's car was being stored, yeah. Mission Impossible style, cracked the window, dismantled the alarm on Fiatti's car, and drove it out the front door. A year later, the same kid got on a motorcycle and followed his crush out on a date with another guy, shot at them with a gun, and when the police investigated the storage unit, they found not only the motorcycle and the gun, but also Guy's car. The insurance company took the car and the kid got sentenced to life in prison, but on the bright side, it did result in the greatest courtroom sketch of all time, which is here on the... Oh, my God! I'm for us. That kid is badass. Oh, my God. For the podcast listeners, it's a uh, courtroom sketch of Mr. Fietti. Spencer? Sir? uh, Since Jason Wiemet has a way with words, could you describe this courtroom sketch for the audience at home? Yeah. Um, It looks like my fourth grade teacher... (laughs) is on trial and he's being questioned by a witch and the judge is a luchador. I was was just about to ask, is the judge Axl Rose? (laughs) Yes, the the judge is Axl Rose. Or Brett Michaels. If if he wrestled for uh, uh, AAA. And I think uh, Quentin Tarantino is the defendant. Yeah, <laughs> he's also there. He's a time in flavor town. I believe he's being represented by Hodor as well. Oh, no. Which is very nice. All right. Uh, mercifully, we have reached the last question. <laughs> this is for Bear Ass Contessa. Mm. Now, look, not everything in Guy Fieri's life is exotic cars and mega heists. What the fuck is this picture? <laughs> well, you tell the audience, Jason. <laughs> I'm just going to say what this picture is it's Guy Fieri in a spacesuit. Yep, there you go. Mm. But he doesn't. Dogs, An American spacesuit. Please. Thought I was horny Shots. before. Yeah. This, mm. this looks like a like a like you could like when you like are in Epcot uh-huh. at, at Disney uh. World, you could like do mm. like a photo app where like you spaceship ride, like, Earth. Well, or I was thinking Mission Space. Sponsored by Siemens things, but... Mobile. I'm gonna finish this question. So 
at heart, Guy is a family man. He and his wife have been married for 20 plus years. He has two sons named Hunter and Ryder, and even a winery named after them. Hunt and Ride Winery. That kind of sucks, but hey. That's, that's uh, Hunt and Ride. Yes, please. Yeah, why not? The Fiddies, the Fiddies are a peaceful people living in Northern California, and they even have a beloved family pet. What kind of animal is Guy Fieri's pet, Pops? I'm an American badass. Watch me kick. You can roll with rock or you can see you. I'm a porno flick. I'm like amazing grace. I'm gonna f*** some f***s after I rock this place. Super fly, living double wide. Why are we so Kid Rock heavy with Guy Fieri? Are you kidding me? Why aren't we? Oh my like, God. They're one you're, you're going to tell me. Guy Fieri gets into his car, turns his car on, and the CD that instantly starts playing is not just a, a Kid Rock. It's either Kid Rock or Jimmy Buffett. Or Sunday in the Park with <laughs> or George. Or Brad Paisley. Uh, Kid Rock has been on multiple episodes of Triple D. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I can't really? wait to find those. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, what do we think here? What kind of, to- uh, of animal is uh, Guy Fieri's pet Pops? A Shetland pony. Okay. Mm. Because when you get rich, you go beyond Potbelly Pig and like weird Sharpay multi-breed dog. They have a Shetland pony, and it's actually kind of small for Shetland. Kind of like little Sebastian from Parks and Rec. Mm. That's smart. So it's like an animal he wouldn't eat. <laughs> well, well. Elizabeth got real dark. No. Well, I'm just thinking, like, most animals, you are like, oh, this is a pet, but I uh, don't know. I work for the Food Network. Yeah. Well, how would Jerry Seinfeld do that in a stand-up bit? It's like, oh, oh, listen, the thing about horses is we've all finally decided not to eat them. <laughs> well, she is finally, finally oh, decided. Finally. Also, God, hey, so I want to ask the other... Sorry, I cut Rich off. Uh, there's just... Uh, Guy Fieri is on record as saying, I don't eat an animal that's not the size it's supposed to be. So that that's true? why it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what why it's like. What does that mean? He doesn't eat undersized animals. And also, like why is that a quote shrimp? that you know? <laughs> yeah, why is that a quote you know? I love it. <laughs> Tell me it doesn't stick is, out. Is Rich lying? <laughs> I'm going to say no. 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 Um, why is he named Pops? Because it's alliterative. And it reminds him of his dad. Yes. <laughs> Guy Fieri's dad is famously undersized. <laughs> so I wouldn't eat him. Likes. <laughs> the only reason he wouldn't eat him. Yeah. No. Uh, we have to just finish the show. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're lying. They're lying. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a Shetland pony. No, it's an iguana. A regular sized iguana. A normal ass iguana. He actually could eat a Shetland if he iguana. <laughs> you are very close. It's actually a uh, sulcata tortoise. So here's, here's some, according to a GQ article about Guy, Pops has a hard hat in his pen that what? is his girlfriend. A hard hat, like a construction worker might wear. That is his girlfriend. It's his girlfriend. The tortoise, here's a the quote. tortoise is this girlfriend. Is a quote from guy. This is a quote from Guy. I cannot wait. A quote from Guy about this tortoise and this hard hat. Quote, he'll hump that hard hat. We'll hear him. There must be a season or something because he gets going. And I, Pops? And, and one more. Uh, so Pops loves to eat literal dog shit. Here he is. Here's a Guy quote. Quote, you know what his delicacy is? Hot, steamy, fresh dog shit. It's the foie gras of the turtle. <gasps> Hell yeah, brother. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that guy has a pet that is going to live twice as long as him. <laughs> Easily, yes. Okay, we've reached the end of our show. And uh, for those of you who are first-time viewers, this is usually the point of the show where Spencer easily tabulates the points. Not so much this time. <laughs> well, while you do fraction math... Uh, yep, uh-huh. uh, 
Wait, are you going to do it like sideways or are you going to do a calculator? What's your plan of attack here? This oh, is oh, like the right. Iowa caucus of Let's Speak We Got Fly right now. Yeah, somehow Pete Buttigieg won the show. I don't yeah. know. Very strange, but uh, we'll look into it later. Probably not. Yes, yeah, sure, why not? And Cumcake Wars has ended the show with 130 and 5 sixth points. So, Good job, Cumcake Congratulations Cake to Cumcake Wars, which I think means literally everyone in the in the, in the the room has won somehow. I, I don't know. So Lisa! give a hand to yourself. Lisa! Thank you to everyone in the audience, everyone on stage, DJ from the booth. Everyone at home and Sarah's wine. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Wednesday at 7.30, right here in Chicago at the world-famous I.O. Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to ioimprov.com and use the code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week. Jason We Met performs at the Crowd Theater with the house team Cozy. You can check out the Crowd's house team night every Friday at 10 p.m. Elizabeth Del Toro can be found online at twitter.com slash selfie DT. The DT stands for Dick Tracy. Sarah Magnuson performs with her improv team Gallon at CIC every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Peter Williams can be found tweeting at his paranormal alter ego Clay Goodman on Twitter at RealGhostBeef. Johnny O'Mara co-hosts the podcast Dilettante Ball, which can also be found right here on Arcade Audio. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcade audio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net. 